There are several definitions of a den. A wild animal's hidden home, a lair, a room or hideout where a person can go to relax or be private, a place where people meet in secret, typically to engage in an illicit activity. Now there's a new definition, a place where DIB members, entrepreneurs and decision makers unite during the coronavirus challenge. To help our business community through this challenge, DIB is creating the Downtown Den, where our business heroes, those who run and influence our cities and some of our fantastic members will be visiting to share their thoughts and opinions with us through webinars, podcasts and blogs. Visit the Downtown Den, join us through our website, all the W's, downtowninbusiness.com. Stay in, stay safe, visit the Downtown Den. Okay, we're joined now in the Downtown Den with Colin Sinclair, Chief Exec of Knowledge Quarter Liverpool and Tech Liverpool. Hi Colin. Hi Chris, how are you doing? Very well, yourself, mate? Uh, yeah, very well. Uh, mixing working from home with going into uh, our office at Liverpool Science Park and, um, and the whole sort of surreal nature of where we all find ourselves. Yeah, yeah it's been a, a whirlwind of a, a week um, the past seven days. Uh, Colin, can we just kick off? Uh, can you just give an overview uh, to, to the viewers of what the Knowledge Quarter is? Uh, yeah, uh, the, uh, hopefully a lot of your viewers have heard of the Knowledge Quarter by now and uh, the uh, misnomer in the, that it actually covers about half the city centre, so it's a big quarter. It's a mayoral innovation district, mayoral development zone created by Joe Anderson, Mayor Anderson, probably one of the first in the country and the largest in the country. And we've been going for about three years. And um, a lot of the things you can now physically see happening, like Paddington Village, are in the Knowledge Quarter. Okay, and the difference then between the Knowledge Quarter and the Tech Liverpool side of things? So, uh, Knowledge Quarter is about strategy. So, we are, we're there, we're a collaboration, we're a partnership of the universities, the hospitals and the city council. And our role is to develop a strategy for a world leading innovation district and deliver that through projects like Pannington Village and our support for things like Upper Central. Um, however, there's only so much you can do with a strategic body. So we wanted to get really hands on and create real world class science and tech facilities in Liverpool and potentially across the city region. So that's what Scientech is. It's, it's just simply science, innovation, technology, put into one word, Scientech. Um, and Scientech Liverpool is now jointly owned by Liverpool City Council, Liverpool John Moores University, the University of Liverpool, and our new partners who have bought into the company are Bruntwood and Legal in general. So it's a, a great combination of people who are absolutely committed really turning Liverpool into a leading centre for science and tech and that couldn't be more topical now with where we find ourselves with coronavirus. Yeah, do you just want to expand on that then and the relevance um, that is happening at this moment and the work that you guys uh, are doing up there around COVID-19? Well, if you take 
two of our two of our current projects you look at Paddington Village with the spine you know they're one of the four healthiest buildings in the world and gosh you know we're all going to need that but also an absolute focus yeah. through the Royal College of Physicians and the universities on things like digital health and preventative medicine really tackling infection and disease at the front line that's a big part of that but so is Liverpool Science Park we mm -hmm. took over the operation of Liverpool Science Park back in April. The building's now 100% uh, occupied. There's always a little bit of space if people want to move in because businesses grow and move about. But you know, it's a fully occupied building and our customers include lab customers and you know, without going into detail on areas which are security relevant, um, a lot of the coronavirus work happens in and around our buildings. Okay, uh, just I will bring up. Uh, I know we hosted an event with you guys uh, a few weeks back now, which I couldn't attend sadly. Frank and Helen were talking very highly of it. Can you just give us an overview what what was discussed at that event and who was there and who's involved in, in moving this thing forward? Uh, it was a brilliant event, and all credit to Downtown for hosting it with us. We had a uh, professor. Janet Hemingway there, who for many years has led the School of Tropical Medicine, and getting her insight into what was then the very early outbreak of uh, COVID-19, of coronavirus, was really interesting. And, you know, it was very clear, uh, her scientific mind had a, had a stance on it that wasn't being reported to us in the news, really. And um, I think everybody at the dinner was absolutely yeah. captivated. But some, some brilliant input from other people there, Mark Power from Liverpool John Moores University, colleagues um, from uh, University of Liverpool like Anthony Hollander, key players from the health sector, the chief exec of Alder Hay. You know, it, what was really, the whole topic was, was very much around, we are a world leader, particularly in areas around health innovation, life sciences, the link of that to digital, artificial intelligence, big data, and as a city, we need to really push that forward and not only improve the health, health outcomes of all of our people in Liverpool, but develop that, that talent and that skill set and retain our graduates and move to a point where we recognise as a world health leader. Now, this coronavirus situation is something none of us could ever have dreamt could happen. It's never happened in our lifetimes or probably, you know, since going back to the Spanish flu. So it's, it's a terrible time, but it's a time when Liverpool can stand up and be counted and prove how we can play a part in not only getting our economy out of the difficult times ahead, but in preventing this kind of thing happening again. And that's, yeah, spot on. And it's been quite inspirational to see actually everyone rallying together, uh, you know, in the wider community and certainly the business community as well. Uh, we are at the very beginning of this thing, um, and who knows sort of what the, the, the coming weeks and months will bring. How do you envisage, though, this could potentially change how we work in the future? Well, I think it'll change it a lot. Um, I mean, it's been fascinating to see how the internet and how all our IT <laughs> infrastructures are holding up to this. And so far, touch wood, it's, it's yeah. working pretty well for, for most people. And it, it really does help that only those who urgently need to go into work go in and you know the rest of us I, I do still have to go in occasionally 
to keep Liverpool Science Park operational, but the majority of us can and should stay at home. And we're all now getting used to, you know, who had heard of Zoom a few yeah. weeks ago? You know, <laughs> uh, people might have heard of Skype, but everything now, it's all Zoom. Microsoft Teams is proving invaluable. You know, we've got a knowledge quarter, ScienceTech, Liverpool Science Park team. We're all talking on Microsoft Teams first thing in the morning to last thing at night we're all getting used to a new way of communicating so what downtown do in terms of events and networking and those fantastic dinners that's going to remain part of what we do but everyday working will change we'll do a lot more by conference and video call um, and then we'll need different kinds of offices and workspace so you know will you really need an office for everybody you know we can empower people now to get on and work from home. Um, I've always believed you should be able to empower and trust your people from work from home. I think this is making most businesses realize that it's a good thing and that you only need, you don't need to be in work every day. And yeah. that'll change the whole office and the property world. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting times for sure. Uh, we'll just touch on, if we can, Colin, uh, on the hospitality sector. Obviously, the visitor economy plays a huge part. Uh, to the Liverpool City region, uh, they've had a tough week thus far. Can you can you just give us your thoughts on that that particular industry? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm chair of Club Liverpool, who are there to attract you know, world leading conferences and exhibitions to to Liverpool. Not just ACC, the arena, but all the hotels and venues. And yeah, this is a really really tough time. And I, I think we've. No, we've got to do everything we can to, to keep all of our businesses, all of our SMEs, everybody in the hospitality sector, and as well, you know, hopefully more news to come from the Chancellor, the self-employed in yeah. business. And there's a lot going on in Liverpool. Um, I'm talking to the, you know, the, the key people at the universities and at the City Council every day. And there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes to not only try and get the best we can out of our national government to make sure that as a city and a city region we can support businesses going forward. There's a, you know, we know if we do better at protecting our businesses than the rest of the UK or the rest of Europe or the rest of the world, we'll be in a stronger position as we come out of this. There's no, you said stay positive. I'm always positive, but yeah. let's be realistic. We could have a very deep recession but we could also, if we work together and sort this out, have a very short recession. And we want Liverpool to be the best place city in the country to come out of that as we all get back to some kind of normality in our lives. Yes, yeah, spot on. Um, we'll end, we'll wrap things up now, Colin. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, when normality resumes, uh, you will be hoping for the football season to be finished. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is an Everton fans conspiracy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the lengths you lot will go to. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Red, as you know, massive fan of Liverpool, have been all my life, but also an, a big fan of Sale Sharks as well. And, you know, what a season Sale have had with Faf de Klerk and second in the Premiership and so, you know, I'm really hoping that both the football and the rugby seasons can come to a proper conclusion. Um, yeah. It would be a disaster if they didn't. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the rugby uh, holds up as well financially. Um, yeah. Obviously, slightly different, isn't it, for the, to the Premier League and the money that's there. So, yes, um, 
Well, yeah, we'll see how that all pans out. But yeah, thanks again, mate, for joining no, it's us. A pleasure. Yeah. Catch up soon. Keep up Cheers. the good work, Chris. See you soon. Bye now. Bye.